Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Black and Blue Pod. New to the show? Let me break it down for you, nice and simple. My name's Matt McLaughlin. I am the creator and host of most episodes. On the show, I bring on friends and interview some very interesting guests. Here to talk sports, music, entertainment, and we're not going to leave anything off the table. We're here to bruise egos. My generation of common is him just being on Microsoft commercials. No running back should ever be in an MVP consideration. Eat up, bud! Eat up! We ask hard-hitting questions. Goodfellas are the godfather. This is dangerous work down here. Better guitarist with the name Jimmy. Jimi Hendrix or Jimmy Page. Are aliens real, yes or no? And have incredible moments that will leave you wondering. What the hell's going on out here? Thank you all for tuning in and enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Matt McLaughlin with my co-host, who's took a little bit of a break, but he's back and better than ever, Noah Broderick. We will be covering the early stages of NFL free agency. We're recording this on Thursday uh, morning because our schedules are just fucked with the school stuff. But anyway, we're going to be covering NFL free agency, a lot of movement, a lot of cuts. Uh, Noah, first of all, welcome back to the show. Happy to be here, man. This is the first time I've been on a podcast, I think, since when we recorded that one that we put on YouTube before the Super Bowl. A, wh- a while. It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a long time. It's been a minute. But uh, Yours or mine, so yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to be back. All right, so let's get into some of these moves. The salary cap, first of all, for people like me who are very simple-minded and don't understand front offices, salary cap set at $182.5 million. That is an 8% decrease uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic which has been the storyline of this offseason. A lot of big names getting cut, moved around, trade pieces, whatever, uh, along those lines. And we're seeing some of those cuts. Kyle Rudolph, the stalwart tight end for the Vikings, he got cut. Alex Smith cut by Washington. The Patriots, just a little bit of trade rumors. Uh, They're going to go after Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, It's, quote, far and away their plan A at the quarterback position, according to Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Chicago, they're prioritizing Russell Wilson, uh, according to multiple reports, and even just some more cuts slash releases. Kenny Galladay, he didn't get the franchise tag for, from Detroit. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Quan Alexander both cut by New Orleans Saints, who are one of the most cap-stricken teams uh, in the NFL. Uh, that saves the Saints about $20 million in cap space, a little less than. Hunter Henry, he's going to be in the free agent market, the tight end from the Chargers. Golden Tate released by the Giants. And we'll get into some other moves uh, as this as we go through this episode. But Noah, what was one big like cut or release that caught your eye in this early stages? Well, it wasn't a cut or release. It was more Aaron Jones just not getting franchise tagged. I mean, because I I think he's a really important part of Green Bay, and I've been like kind of don't pay a running back type person, mm-hmm. and. I just thought it was different with Aaron Jones for some reason because he was so big for them in the playoff games. And you could see, like, when they had the ground game going, they were almost unstoppable. Yeah. But once Tampa Bay started bottling them up, they started to struggle. So I thought that they would do everything they could to retain him. Now you have on here it says Schefter reports the Packers will try to sign him to a longer deal. Uh, I didn't even see that report, to be honest with you. But, I mean, they have A.J. Dillon, they have Jamal Williams, but I think it's big for the Packers if they want to, you know, make a run at the Super Bowl and obviously keep Rodgers happy is to give him as much – what you know as many weapons as possible on the offensive side of the ball and Aaron Jones definitely leads with that well even bouncing off I think that's a great place to start the Green Bay Packers this team didn't necessarily make any moves in the offseason to upgrade their offense if I'm a Green Bay fan like keep Aaron Jones we already we're already limited on weapons what else do we have keep Aaron Jones and I believe that the Packers are going to try and sign him to a longer deal they just didn't want to necessarily 
commit to a franchise tag deadline, kind of like with the Dak Prescott contract. We'll get your thoughts on that. I didn't get your thoughts on that uh, after this. But I think Green Bay, like the running game, you mentioned it. Working play action, uh, having the defense play the run first, that's what led to the success for this Packers team. And I think Aaron Jones is a big name. If they don't get a deal done, I think that's a huge move that could shake up the NFC. Uh, do you think that he – like, I I hate to predict it this early in, in the season, but do you think he's going to stay with Green Bay or leave? I think he's going to leave because I think Green Bay is going to talk themselves into Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon. And I think Aaron Jones wants a big contract, and there could be a team desperate enough to give it to him. You know, you look at yeah. you know, Buffalo if they want to really upgrade at running back. Yeah. You look at the Jets, too. You know, they, they did this with Le'Veon Bell a few years ago. You laugh, but they might do it. Dude. They might do it. So. It's just crazy that what the state the Jets are in. But anyway, yeah. uh, I think he's going to stay just because I think he has the leverage of Green Bay saying, like, I put out this really productive season. And A.J. Dillon, great running back. He showed flashes. But Jones was the stalwart guy most of the time, and I think he's going he's gonna to stay w- with Green Bay because he'll have all the leverage. And Green Bay, Green Bay clearly doesn't want to go out or trade for a wide receiver or trade for a running back or draft one, really, for the most part. Uh, so I think Aaron Jones is going to stay just because he's got all the leverage and it doesn't make sense for Green Bay to necessarily let one of their top backs – uh, leave when they're already so stricken on weapons. But that's just my opinion. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I was thinking about somebody for Green Bay just since we're staying on the topic of them. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders. That's not kind a bad of... option. I, I agree with that. That's definitely a solid option for wide receiver that Green Bay could chase. I was really disappointed that they didn't take advantage of the Will Fuller trade offers. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they didn't want to break the bank because I believe he's entering, he's entering free agency this offseason with his injury history, sure. But I think a team that was primed for an NFC championship run and made it to the NFC championship could have went to the Super Bowl. Imagine if they had, like, Will Fuller, Emmanuel Sanders, like you talked about. Even Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Like, like something, someone solid, not even necessarily, like, Val- Valdez Scandling had a great year, but, like, the, the, the gap between Devontae Adams and some of the other receivers in that locker room is just too much that it's like you need someone else there to just at least give you problems. Mm. But let's talk about the Dak Prescott uh, contract. Huge contract, four years, $160 million, uh, $75 million in the first year because he has a $66 million signing bonus. Averages about $42 million over the first three years. He's right behind Patrick Mahomes in that, that 10-year, $500 million deal. Uh, I gave my thoughts on on Tuesday's episode, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on this contract. Do you think is this is the right move for the Cowboys, or do you think this contract's really going to sink them long term? No, I think it's the right move because I think Dak's a top seven or eight quarterback in the league, and when you have somebody like that, you try to keep him. It, I don't think that Dak's necessarily a quarterback that's going to win you a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but you can win with Dak if you put the right pieces around him. You know, he's not he's not like a Mahomes, he's not a Deshaun Watson, even in my opinion or he's not going to make the rest of the team that much better. But you've got Zeke, granted he had a bad year, but you still have Zeke, you have Gallup, you have Cooper, you have Lamb. You've got three of your offensive linemen still on the team. You know, yeah. they restructured the contracts of Smith, um, Zach Martin, and Leo Collins. So they've got enough pieces on offense where they should be one of the top, you know, five to ten offensive teams next year. And it's really just about defense and coaching and Mike McCarthy not biting them in the ass. Uh, really, <laughs> very hard, very hard for Mike McCarthy not to do. Yeah, and they're in a division where they should be able to win it. I mean, I think the Giants would be more, you know, competitive. They could win eight games, and the football team could mm-hmm. be, you know, an eight-game winning team. And who knows with your Eagles? But the Cowboys, 
on paper should be the best team in the division next yes, year. Yes, agreed. So this is a you know when you have that kind of window, you got to pay them. I mean, you look at Kirk Cousins got a big contract, and Stafford's gotten plenty of contracts, and Matt Ryan's. I think Dak's almost as good as those guys. Oh yeah, I totally or, agree. Yeah. Like I I was very off the Dak wagon, but. I had to give him credit this past season. He was keeping them in games when they weren't supposed to really be in it. That defense had so many holes. I got to give credit to Dak. He was a great leader, and he's been a great franchise guy for the star, really, as much as I hate hate the Cowboys, hate Jerry Jones, all that stuff um, as an Eagles fan. But I do agree. Like Dak, is, he's a superior quarterback to Kirk Cousins. He's a superior quarterback to some of the other quarterbacks getting paid, especially like a Taylor Heineke. Like, Taylor Heineke's starting. <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's insane to me. Is, is he going to be their starter next year? As confirmed? of right now, yeah. It's not confirmed yet. Is, I think they're still surveying options, especially with what happens in the draft this the year. The draft, yeah. Yeah, the draft, is. I think, is going to be the big teller of where they go. Well, let me let me branch off for a second. So, I've been seeing a bunch of things about your Eagles, about receiver versus quarterback. Oh, God. Uh, what, where do you stand on that? Because I on think— On this draft, this year's draft. It sounds like Jeffrey Lurie wants to invest fully in Jalen Hurts. If I'm reading reports correctly. Yes. But, dude, yes, I are. think, like, if you see one of those, if, if Trey Lance is there, you're not tempted? No. No. No? Because we've already seen what happens with a North Dakota State quarterback in Philadelphia. I don't know about that, like, man. I, I'm not going to say, like, was, Trey. He, you guys were, like, buying this jersey and saying he was going to be one of the Trey Lance or Carson Wentz? Wentz. Yes. But here's what happened with Wentz. He started complaining once he got benched for a shitty play. Like, that's. That's where the city lost hope was, like, if he was a guy that came into the offseason and said, I messed up a lot. My That was the lowest point in my career. I want to come in, earn my teammates' respect. The whole, as much as the cliche response is, mm-hmm. if he came out and said that, city would have been behind him, would have done the whole thing. But the day Jalen Hurts starts, there are rumors coming out that he's complaining about not getting playing time. And at that point, it's like, your play is not backing up the idea that you, you can start for this team. And... Thick-skulled Howie Roseman decides, like, all these moves and probably will draft a quarterback knowing this franchise for some reason. It doesn't make sense when you went through one year of instability of, will Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz start? Will Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz? Like, that whole cycle and that whole narrative, that deteriorated. And that just, like, as any locker room, it just, they lost hope over time. And I think if you draft a quarterback, no matter who it is, you're just going to fall into the same cycle. I would at least give Jalen Hurts a shot for a whole season. If I'm the Eagles, get Jam- you're going to have an op- a picking of probably Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Penny Sewell. Maybe you're going to nah, have – you're not going to have Sewell. He's going to go to Cincinnati, I think. I don't know. I, I, the, I Kyle think Kyle Pitts stuff with them? So Kyle Pitts I'm not totally against because I do like the idea of a Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts t- double tight end package. Mm-hmm. Like I like that idea, and Pitts is like – Pitts is – the same hype that Evan Ingram got, but, like, he looks much better than Evan Ingram. Don't talk about that. <laughs> it, the Pro Bowler. Of course. Evan Ingram made a Pro Bowl, folks. That's all you need to know about the Pro Bowl. Did you decide, well, really quickly, he was responsible for six of Daniel Jones' ten interceptions. <laughs> they, the, when the ball started targeting him, six of his ten interceptions were Ingram. And I swear at least four of them were off his hands. Uh, probably. They probably Jones, were. Jones, like, didn't make that many bad throws like that. No, when he Jones, did, it was Ingram. Yeah, Jones showed improvement. I got to give him credit. He improved as a quarterback, took a big step forward. But I do like I do like that idea of a, a Pitts-Goddard connection on on the tight ends. And he can pass block – or not pass block. He can run block too. Like I was I was watching some Florida highlights, and he looked, he looked like he was just going to put hat to hat, helmet to helmet. He's going to come in, bash you in the face, and he's going to do everything possible to help his team succeed. And I think that's great. 
uh, for this team. But that being said, like Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase, like I think I'm seeing mock mock drafts, and I believe it was a uh, Bruce Feldman of the Athletic had uh, J- Devontae Smith going to New England at like 14 or 15, and I'm like, I think we're just not necessarily Bruce Feldman's mock draft alone. There are like other mock drafts where he's fallen outside, like in just inside the top 10, just outside, depending on the team and what their needs want. Uh, but I think it's. Like, Devontae Smith, we're forgetting how good this guy is. He is a transcendent wide receiver that can absolutely burn your team, or he can he can just backbreak your team with, com- like, converting first downs and just the small plays. I think we're forgetting this guy was like Randy Moss in the national championship game. He was just putting up insane numbers. It's all about size, dude. And I'm a huge Devontae Smith fan, but yeah. it's all about size. Yeah. If he was bigger and just, you know, people didn't think he was going to get hurt, yeah, he would be a top five pick. And he was a little bit shaken up in that national championship game about halfway through. He's second lean. If he takes hits from NFL, you know, he's taking hits from college players, he's not going to feel it as much. But when you're taking hits from NFL safeties and linebackers, and they, yeah. it's, it's, it's a little bit that's, different. That's true, but I would at least, like, I would rather go wide receiver because – even if you swap out Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase, those are those are two number one caliber guys, yeah. and you could uh, you Waddle have Chase too. Waddle too. I'm a little bit concerned about his ankle injury, though. Not gonna lie, coming into the draft, he did come back, but he looked a little bit hobbled. I respect him for trying to play through an injury in the biggest game of his career. Uh, but I think a wide receiver core with J- Chase or Smith is your number one. Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham bounces back. And Greg Ward is your number four. I'm not. I'm not totally against that. I think that's a huge improvement and offers some versatility for the Eagles' offense. It gives them more playmakers. Combined with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders' playmaking and explosiveness coming off of read options or run plays, I think that's a really good offense. And that's a bigger improvement compared to trying to run another double tight end package with Pitts and Goddard. I, I just don't see – I think the improvement is so much more when you add a wide receiver compared to Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. But I could be completely wrong. Either way, like, just don't draft a quarterback. Whatever you do, do not draft a quarterback. That's just going to land you in the same spot. But I Eagles, hope they draft a quarterback. Philly's a QB factory, of course. Uh, that's going to be set on fire soon by the city. <laughs> um, but that's my Eagles tirade. This isn't a Philly misery episode. I know. This isn't a Philly misery episode. Uh, but some big franchise tags. Let's get into some of these franchise tag signings. So – with the salary cap, these franchise tag contracts are officially set. Your New York Giants, they tag uh, Leonard Williams. He makes just under $20 million a year, $20 million this year. Washington tag guard Brandon Scherf. Scherf? I hope I pronounced that correctly. Brandon Scherf. Scherf? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's making $18 million. Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson, Penn State grad, uh, $18 million. Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin, $15.9 million. Jaguars tackle Cam Robinson, $13.8 million. Panthers tackle Tyler Moten, $13.7 million. Uh, Broncos safety Justin Simmons, $13.7 million for him. Jets tag safety Marcus May, $10.6. Saints safety uh, Marcus Williams also got tagged at $10.6 as well. Uh, and just bouncing off, like the New York teams obviously stuck out to me. And Allen Robinson has made it very much well known that he does not like the franchise tag and he wants a longer-term deal. But I'm going to go first on this one. One move, one one of these tags that stuck out to me was Chris Godwin, because now he's a guy that has openly been saying that like I don't I know how important the money is, but I know at the same time Tampa Tampa Bay is my best chance to win. So I think this is a huge move that keeps the Bucks offense reloaded as much as possible, and with uh, 
And according to Ian, uh, Ian Rappaport, the Jeffs, Chiefs left tackle uh, Eric Fisher announced on Instagram that he's been released. Huge loss for Kansas City. Uh, they are also releasing Mitchell Schwartz. Uh, source said to Ian Rappaport, both tackles are out in Kansas City. So that's going to be huge. We'll get into this after these franchise tags. Uh, but I think Chris Godwin, keeping him, that's going to be huge for Tampa Bay and just once again shows that Tampa Bay is, I think, the clear-cut number one. They also re-signed Levante David, which will be huge. We'll get into some of that. But uh, Chris Godwin, I think, is huge, keeps Tampa Bay's offense reloaded and mitigates the contract and salary cap management that Tampa Bay – that really – the only thing that could get in Tampa Bay's way, uh, in my opinion. But would, it, would any of these other signings stick out to you? No, I mean, I'll say Leonard Williams, I think, is a placeholder for a long-term deal. I think they have a mutual understanding that they're going to get that done soon. And I think Because I think $19 million is too big of a cap hit for the Giants this season. They're going to want to take that down a little bit. Sheriff, uh, one of the best guards in football, I think. Washington, obviously, is probably not going to invest too, too much in their defense. So I think all their resources are going to offense. They'll probably look at a receiver of some caliber, and you know they're going to go after a quarterback or receiver in the draft, and then obviously invest in the offensive line. Allen Robinson needs a long-term deal. I was hoping that he hit the open market so the Giants could maybe make a play for him, but there's going to be a lot of other teams that probably have more money, like the Jets, to, to play in those waters too, so I'm not surprised by that. Godwin, you mentioned, I'm a little bit surprised they picked him over Shaq Barrett, just a little bit. I mean, I think with the franchise tag, it's like they're just trying to manage cap as much as possible. And Shaq Barrett, like, granted, two years ago, he had an outstanding year leading the league in sacks. Was like, I think it was like 16, 16 and a half sacks uh, two years ago. I think it was just t defenses were more keyed in on him. And honestly, like, he's getting up there in age a little bit. I believe he's entering his 30s, if not. Shaq over. Barrett is right? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Um, but uh, I think – the defensive core of the front line with they have Vita Vea healthy this entire season. They didn't have that last year. And Donican Sue, uh, JPP really reinvigorated his career with Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl run. And then you have uh, Devin White in the linebacking room. I think that's just – I would rather part ways with Shaq Barrett and rock with some of these – this combination just to, like, re-sign some of the other offensive players that they have to re-sign, like a – they have to re-sign Gronk, which they will, because Tom Brady will never let Gronk leave. Mm -hmm. um, Antonio Brown, he's up for a contract because he signed a one-year deal. Uh, I believe that also Leonard Fournette is up for extension, as well as LeSean McCoy, if I'm not mistaken. But double-check on that. Um, but, yeah, I think they're, this was just another way. Like, Barrett, he was great for them, but I think it's just a it's a, it's a salary cap management move. It's not necessarily anything personal or anything like that. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so honestly, the rest of these aren't too surprising. I mean, the safeties, Marcus Williams, Marcus May, and Justin Simmons, all really good players and impact players on those defenses, so those aren't coming too Especially, surprising. Especially Simmons. He gets overlooked just because he's in Denver, and they, yeah. didn't, and they didn't have a great year, but he was an outstanding safety for them in that uh, back backfield uh but let's let's get into the, the kansas city releasing both of their starting tackles yeah and then i want to do galladay fair enough yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that so um i think that is a huge huge move for kansas city like we saw in the super bowl losing not having their tackles it was huge and really led to them losing on a championship and there's that stat that was getting put all over the network said Mahomes ran for like 400 to 500 yards just scrambling mm -hmm. during that Super Bowl run. I think that's a huge, huge move by Kansas City. And this is where that Mahomes big extension, that Chris Jones big extension, Travis Kelsey's contract, 
that's where these moving parts come into play, and that's where they could Kansas City could really get in their own way. What do you think about those those tackle moves? Like, do you think that they could maybe even draft or sign a, a free agent tackle that could fill in that role, or do you think it's just it's the loss of quality is too much? We'll see if they can re-sign Eric Fisher on a different deal. Yeah, maybe they try and do well, that, but we'll possible, see. But they're definitely going to lose one of them. They're yeah. going to have to replace one of them. Nobody they get in free agency is going to be better. I mean, they can get a stopgap like the Giants did with Cam Fleming last year. You know, mm -hmm. these teams kind of sign these older tackles and hope that you know they'll pan out. I think the Chiefs did that with Mike Remmers last year. Yeah, they he did. He wasn't too bad for them. Um, so, or they're going to have to draft one. You know, in the late first round. I'm not sure. I don't this draft is too too strong offensive tackle. No, it feels like Sewell and everybody else. I haven't I haven't seen anyone besides uh, Penny Sewell for the most part. But yeah, I mean. Tackle is also a position that doesn't get highly, highly touted in the top five or top ten of drafts. Well, last year there was four that went in the top 15, right? Something yeah, like it's, to me it's always offensive line is those positions like it is so underrated when it's working, but mm -hmm. it's so overhated when it's like when it's ab not. absolutely abysmal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I think those two huge moves for Kansas City, like those, I think those are moves that could fly under the radar and then come – come regular season time, time for kickoff, that could really hurt Kansas City. That needs to be their number one priority. I don't care if they're giving up 30 points a game. They yeah. need to make sure they protect Mahomes. Yeah. That's their big investment. That's their $500 million guy. And it's the best quarterback in the league. You need to give him as much protection as possible. Mm -hmm. you got to give him as much weapons as possible. And you also had to pay him to keep him happy. That's It's walking you know, a fine line, but they've, they've won a Super Bowl. They've been to two. Easily could have been to three. And uh, they're they're probably going to get back there, but they need to invest in the offensive line. That's number one priority for them. I yeah, think. definitely. So let's get into Kenny Galladay, big big body wide receiver for Detroit. He does not get the franchise tag, so he's going to hit the open market. Where do you see like we mentioned Green Bay? Maybe he links up with Aaron Rodgers, gives them another weapon. But where do you God. you're giving me a little bit of a weird face no, there? Like, but what, where, where do you see he's going to go? I don't know go? how the hell the Green Bay would make that work. But if they had Devontae Adams and Kenny Galladay, that's that's a lethal combination right there. Because I think Galladay, it's hard to – it depends how you define a true number one wide receiver. Like, I don't know if you yeah. just, like, you know, the top five or six guys, you know, the Adams and the Tyree Kills and the Julio Joneses, or you kind of expand it into, you know, the top 10 to 15, like a Keenan Allen. Do you, do you view him as a number one wide receiver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keenan Allen, Mike Evans I have in that category. I, I think Galladay could be with those guys. He has the physical tools. I think he was just yeah. stuck in Detroit for so long that it's like Detroit's a place where, like Cleveland was for 20 years, the careers go to go to die. Exactly. Um, but I would be really impressed, or not impressed, but I would be really shocked if he does go to Green Bay. I mean, Cleveland, what do they do with that Odell Beckham contract? Maybe I, I think he's going to stay there. Just Me be too. Uh, just because the, he has such a close relationship with Jarvis Landry and the offensive unit loves him and thinks that he's going to bounce back. And he showed flashes of that last season. Uh, but I think Kenny Galladay is a guy that can really contribute if you just give him the right chance. Maybe Chicago goes after him now that they have Allen Robinson again. Uh, Resigned for now under the franchise tag. We'll see. Uh, but Indianapolis, that's a team that could really use him. But where, where else do you see his potential destinations? I could see Miami. I think that's like the one. Him and Tua could be a really interesting combination. They've really. got the money, and I think they need a number one. And I don't think they're going to draft it. I don't think they're going. I don't think they're going to draft it either. I think at three they might go Sewell. If that's why I don't think that's Sewell's not a bad option the for them. I think they're looking at like, do we get a wide receiver 
or do we use that pick in a potential Houston package to get Deshaun Watson? Like oh, those, yeah. Those that's, are the big rumors heading though. into this draft. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Miami. I think it's I think it's too unfair on Tua to give up on him this early. It was like one year. Fitzpatrick's gonna be coming back. We'll see if he resigns uh, with Miami and really fills that backup role that they need. I think Tua was just a guy who was like trying to figure out the NFL in his rookie year and got thrust into a team that made the playoffs or was just in the playoff picture somehow. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't mind a Galladay Tua combination. I don't think they're gonna draft Sewell just because I think they're gonna want more explosiveness on offense and. Mm -hmm. They could sign someone long term, but the one I love, not for me personally, but just like if you want to go, just football fan, is Indy because if Wentz can figure himself out with Frank Reich and Wentz becomes, yeah. you know, the top 12, 15 quarterback, you know, yeah. above average quarterback, again, yeah, 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 and you've got him, and then you've got Jonathan Taylor coming off of a really, really strong, you know, last eight or nine games of his rookie season, mm -hmm. and uh, you've got Pittman from USC. I really like Pittman. I think Pittman, he'll be a good receiver. Pittman is a good guy. I think he will be. A, I'm on the same train as you. I think he'll be a great wide receiver. Yeah, and they've got Hilton, and then you had Galladay to that. And like that, now that, you're starting to talk about the Colts, where yeah, they could be pretty good. You know, they might make the playoffs. You know, they'll, they'll compete in the game. Now you can say like they might make the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Yeah, right. totally agree with you there. If but. they can, if they can get better quarterback play and then add a number one ish wide receiver, you know, we I mean, Wentz, Taylor, Galladay, Hilton, Pittman. That's an insane the tight ends combination. Are pretty good too. I mean, yeah, uh, Jack Doyle, he's there in tight end. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, I don't know if they'll be looking for a younger tight end. It feels like Doyle's been in the league forever. Yeah, <laughs> in my opinion. Well, Kyle Pitts would be great for them too. Then yeah. he's not going to get to him, but he'd be great. Yeah, he would also be a great option. But at that point, it's just the rich get richer. Maybe they'll <laughs> trade for Evan Ingram. You think the Colts would be <laughs> I'm the You couldn't give away. Evan Ingram is like Philly's tickets at this point. You can't give them away. You have to pay people to give him, <laughs> yeah. them away. Like Which it makes no sense because he, like he's still like probably a top. They're gonna 10 hang on. End. They're gonna hang on <laughs> to him as name. Yeah, they're gonna hang on to him as much as possible because Gettleman doesn't want that on his track record in the draft. So I do want to ask you a question about the Giants. Sure. Um, we're gonna I will, talk I will remove my Eagles bias. Yeah. So they released Golden Tate. Yeah. We've got Slayton, Shepard, nobody else at the receiver position. Gettleman said at the beginning of the offseason, our number one priority is getting playmakers for Daniel. Mm -hmm. uh, they have the 11th pick in the draft. I'm not entirely sure any of those three top receivers will be there at 11. Yeah. I think it's possible that one of them slips. I think Waddle will slip if one of them. If Waddle? I had to pick, I think, okay. I think the ankle injury is going to scare off a couple teams, or they're going to address, like, like Sewell will go to Cincinnati at number five, most likely. Eagles will... Thick skulled Howie again. Well, I think Jamar Chase will be off the board. He should. Six. He should. I, I think Chase will be the first receiver off but the board. But e either way, I think it's going to be, um, it's going to be like not, it's not going to be Waddle. Uh, and I just think that like other teams, like I don't see Dallas drafting another wide receiver this no. year. I think they're going to look towards defense if maybe Mika Mar Parsons falls to them. Or the corners, Farley or Sertan. Yeah, exactly. Like I think there's, there's a lot of fills combined. A lot of immediate holes that need to be filled in some of these top ten teams, combined with Waddle's injury, he if if he comes out and proves it, great, all power to him. But I think that is going to be the deciding factor that will say like, listen, we love his talent, but like we just don't want to take that injury risk and add something that we don't necessarily need right now. So for the Giants, what do you think is the most likely scenario? I think they're going to add two receivers. Now, I don't know the extent through, of those Through receivers. the draft, or are you just talking about just, in the offseason? No, in the offseason. Yeah, so, I, think, I think they'll add two receivers. Nate Solder said he's going to be coming back to play. Yeah, well, okay. We'll see. They're, they're going to cut him in June. They, can save, <laughs> they, can, they can't save the cap money now. They can save it in June. They release yeah. Zeitler. They'll probably bring him back on a shorter, you know, a shorter deal. 
with the Giants receivers. Galladay, Corey Davis, those are probably the two like got ones that the Giants fans want the most in free agency. And hypothetically say all of those three top receivers are off the board. Yeah. Kyle Pitts or I know he's a tight end, but he's de facto receiver. Kyle yeah. Pitts or Rashad Bateman in the draft. What do you, what do you think? I'd go Kyle Pitts. I think I, I'd go Kyle Pitts because I think his like he just has that versatility for New York specifically that could really just help take the top off for Dan Jones or just give him a safety valve that mm-hmm. Ingram hasn't turned into. So you like that fit? Yeah, I like Kyle. I've Pitt. seen a lot of mocks with Pitts the Giants. He's a Giants type player. Yeah, you know he's a better Evan Ingram. It's what he's, they thought he, they were getting in Ingram, I guess. Exactly. Like this is like Gettleman will probably think like, listen, Ingram isn't working out right now. Let's get in. Let's get a safety blanket and just see how Pitts does with at tight end and see if maybe we cut Ingram. Don't necessarily. I don't think he's his rookie contract is expiring anytime soon. This may be his last year or the year before, but I think it's Pitts is a good good uh, option at New York. I would I would like that situation as a Giants fan. So say we get Corey Davis and Kyle Pitts. Those are our. Those are that's a solid. That's a solid offseason. Like I, I like that offseason okay. additions, especially Davis. He's been productive, but AJ Brown came out and overshadowed him really in Tennessee so far, first couple of years. Davis is going to get lower than typical market value for a receiver. I think you could get him like five to seven million. I think that's more than fair. He's better than that. He's better than that, but who knows what the market will offer him. So I think that Davis, an option of Davis and Pitts, and Pitts on a rookie contract, that's great offseason, especially considering what are they going to do with Saquon. This coming off of that ACL injury, like what are they going to do with that fifth-year well, option? That's what I was thinking. So say we have Danny Jones, third year, feel better about his development. Maybe he takes a step. You've got Saquon Barkley coming back, supposedly fully healthy, we hope. Yeah. And you've got, you know, Gallman to back him up. And then you've got Davis, a big body receiver, Slayton, Shepard, where they're in the two and three spots where they're more suited than the one and twos. Yeah. And then Pitts, Ingram, who knows, Pitts on the offense. And then mm. Andrew Thomas, you know, this offensive line's gotten better and better. Yeah. It's not great, but it's better. It's it's are the mediocre. Giants, are you considering them with the defense that they have, which is a good defense, to be a playoff contender next year? Yes, I would definitely okay. agree with them as a playoff contender. Not necessarily competing for the top two seeds in the NFC, obviously. Oh God, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> but like eight, nine, yeah. ten wins. Eight, and I think that's more than capable in the range if they get those two deals done. I think that's more than more than within range, especially with a second year under Joe Judge, who is clearly. I, I hate to admit it, but he's clearly brought a new competitive edge to that team and to that locker room that it just can't be denied. And I think another year under him will be like, all right, now this is when we get the ball rolling. This is where we start building up something special. So mm-hmm. I, I would I don't mind those two additions. I think that would that would make the Giants clear top really one and two with the Cowboys, depending on how that Cowboys defense comes out starting the season. The Giants could be there positioning themselves for first in the NFC East if they get those two Two players are two similar caliber players, especially on how the how the contracts work out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like those two moves. Uh, but let's move on. We got some quarterback movement. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Patriots are going to go after Jimmy G uh, in this offseason. The 49ers have come out and said, like, listen, Jimmy G is our quarterback unless Deshaun Watson becomes available. We're not going to trade him unless we can get Watson. Maybe Russell Wilson. They haven't necessarily named Wilson specifically, but oh, they'd never be able to trade for him. No, and in the division, that's no highly unlikely. But uh, also, Bears, the Chicago Bears are prioritizing Russell Wilson as a trade target, uh, per Brad uh, Biggs of the Chicago Tribune. And also, a CBS Sports report came out uh, uh, yesterday. It was about six o'clock or so that like Chicago will all go do everything. They're going to go all in. 
uh, and offer a quote boatload of draft picks in that conversation, which isn't a surprise, but it just kind of confirms what we already know. So do you think Jimmy G is going to help? Like, do you think a Jimmy G return to New England would bring the Patriots all the way back? Or do you think that it's just they, they lack too many weapons? They lack weapons. They- <laughs> I don't think any quarterbacks fixing that. But here's, here's what I'll say is Cam Newton couldn't throw the ball past 10 yards last year. Jimmy G can. He's not great, but he's like – if I had to – I can't rank all 32 NFL quarterbacks right no, now. But yeah. if I was ranking all 32 NFL starting quarterbacks, I think a Jimmy G is like 14. Yeah, I would agree with that. 16. Middle of the pack there. Right, like Goff is, like kind of like in those range. Kirk yeah. Cousins, like those yeah. guys. Health has just been the biggest concern. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, you give Belichick a top 16 quarterback, he's going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But what's their ceiling? Like with that, with I think those receivers. Their ceiling at best, with, and this is Bill Belichick factor heavily, in my opinion, ceiling is 10 wins. Mm-hmm. That's my ceiling. Uh, and what, win one playoff game? Yeah, win one playoff game, but in a loaded AFC, I think it's just going to be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think if, if Jimmy G does come back to, like if San Francisco decides to trade him back to New England, and he gets, like, he gets New England to like 10, 11 wins maybe, wins a playoff game, I think that completely breaks the stigma of Jimmy G as a system quarterback, in my opinion. That certifies him as a... As a star quarterback, not necessarily a superstar of athleticism, everything like that, but he's a star, and that could really break the – like he was the guy that just missed Emmanuel Sanders that would have won them a Super Bowl. Uh, so I think that would be a huge move for New England. But, yeah, I agree. Weapons are just severely depleted. Yeah. And for a Bill Belichick team, that seems so strange, especially considering they still have Julian Edelman as of now. Uh, but yeah, it's just been absolutely wild. I mean, they've got. I mean, they're, they're entertaining offers from Nikhil Harry. He's been terrible for them. Terrible. They've got nobody at tight end. Their offensive no. line's decent, you know. But but it, now that we're going to talk about the uh, Trent Brown trade, yeah, uh, from Las Vegas back to New England where he started his career, huge trade. Uh, but yeah, I think slowly rebuilding an offensive line first, first and foremost, just to give him that protection will be key. And then maybe if they add a Devontae Smith, if he falls in their lap, or Jalen Waddle if they fall in their laps, like I like yeah. Bateman for them. Yeah, I can't I can't argue with that move. My thing is like with these players that opted out of the college football season, will NFL GMs or front offices hold that against him, or will they just like take the flyer and just see what happens? Because the la- the last time we saw Bateman, he was on it was twenty nineteen. Like that's just it's it feels very difficult to like for GMs to be sold on a draft pick off of film from two years ago i think bateman's a mix between justin jefferson and akeem nix i would agree with that i, I think really that's like good him. i think that's a good comp i think he's just going to be really solid I, I i could see him turning out after year one maybe not after year five but after year one being the best receiver in this class just having the best wow. rookie season yeah I, mean, I think he's the most like if he if he does go to new england i think he's going to get more than fair share of targets. And I think he's going to immediately go into that number one role. Mm-hmm. As much as Bill Belichick may want to like ease him into it, I think he will slide into that role and he'll be fit very nicely in New England. But bold prediction to start off the offseason. Uh, yeah, I want to throw that out. <laughs> I'll save the rest of them for the draft episode. I've admittedly only looked at like the top 40 guys in the draft. No, yeah. Like, I don't know much about besides the top 40. But last year in quarantine, no. I literally knew like the first three rounds. Like, I knew everybody. Oh, oh, oh. How you sl- you I watched got- the first three rounds? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, bro, I was like researching. And, uh, like, gotcha, gotcha. I get into the draft, though. That's one of my favorite things. I get into my fantasy draft, not necessarily NFL draft, but 
That's weird <laughs> that you're not a big NFL draft guy. Like, I will the first two rounds, but after, like, Goodell leaves the stage, I'm like, ah. That's this is this is the, where this is where you lose me a little bit. Tom Brady was drafted. Kamara, number one ninety nine. How yeah. could I forget? Uh, but Trent Brown mentioned it a little bit earlier. Trade huge trade. Uh, Raiders get a fifth rounder. That's it for one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Uh, and the Patriots once again, Bill Belichick doing his thing. They get Trent Brown and a seventh rounder. How'd they get the seventh out of that too. It's weird. Mike Mayock. I am confounded by some of the moves that he's made as a general manager. He, I swear he's playing Madden. Madden <laughs> he's just straight up asking Madden on all the free agency moves. I swear moves. he's playing Madden. It feels <laughs> like it sometimes. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, this this trade just boggled my mind. Like, unless there was something behind the scenes that Brown just clearly wanted out and the Raiders were like, listen, this is the best offer we're going to get. Let's just package another pick with them and just ship them out because – there's uncertainty around Derek Carr if he's going to be the franchise guy. And I think Brown was a little upset, understandably so. This is all just speculation that, like, they just weren't competitive enough. And Gruden, knowing Gruden, he wants his guys. He wants the same type of guys, like a, a Josh Jacobs, tough, physical. I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I really see this guy could be, he's an absolute fit in this spider do white That's, banana scheme. It's a good impression. It's Thank you. Mine. Thank it's you. It's pretty good. Watching hours of Frank Kelly. You're going to have to put that on the, uh, like, you're going to have to advertise that somehow. On <laughs> or something like. Just put the, the John Gruden deep fake on my face and visor you know I, Chucky I, I, I'll, I'll spot up i was about to do collinsworth but i'm it's been a while since i've done it so i'll spot up on that before I do it. <laughs> yeah we'll wait we'll wait we, we'll do a whole impression segment but uh john green loves his guys he loves his certain type of player and you know that's what a co- all, all coaches do that it's just more public with gruden uh but i think brown he just wanted out at this point and i think it's a huge huge upgrade for new england do you think that this is a huge step in the right direction for new england or do you think they're just they're still, like we were talking about, like it's still a team with severely depleted of weapons, and that's what matters. Their line's going to be pretty good. Um, it just usually is. They produce pretty good offensive linemen. They have a good idea. Who, who's the guy they drafted? Michael something last year, the other tackle? I'm uh, blanking I, on I, his name. I'm blanking on him, But too. he was one of the top five rookie offensive linemen last year, and he was drafted in like the third or fourth round by New England. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Was, that sounds like a PFF ranking I was looking at. it. I forget his name, but the point is they get these – these kind of diamonds in the rough. And when you add a Trent Brown back to the mix, that's just going to solidify it even more. But their thing is they don't have a quarterback. They've got good running backs. I actually do like uh, Harris. And I think, you know, Michelle, you know, it's fine. But I think their running backs are fine. They need a quarterback and they need receivers. And it's a passing league. And mm-hmm. they lack the two biggest things in passing. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, It's not really about the line. Yeah, that helps. But they need to go get two receivers via draft or free agency. And a quarterback. No, yeah. They can't go into the season with just Stidham and Jared you know, Stidham. Jared Stidham yeah. taking over. And Cam Newton. I'm sorry. I love Cam. I really do. Cam was one of my favorite players for a long time. Uh-huh. I know it, but he can't be a starting quarterback. No. I it's I watched it's it too very, much last year. He's spiking he, the ball. He, he looks he, like Phillip Rivers. Like it's worse. He winds up like he's throwing it downfield and he just throws it like ten yards into the ground. Yeah. It, that's it's like, sh- dude, like he looks like he's still laboring from that shoulder injury. Like you watch Josh Allen and you watch Mahomes and these guys are just flicking it, you know, fifty yards and all it's insane. It is insane. You got Cam Newton who can't throw the ball twenty yards. It's <laughs> like you can't you can't win in the league like that. No, you can't you can't. I agree. I think the injuries and it's just his play style just caught up with him. So much that um, it's it's really just hurting him in his play. And as much as I hate to say it, I want to believe in that Cam Newton's going to come back better than ever. He's going to do 
86 days or nights or whatever that he was saying going into this season. It's just it's just looking harder and harder to be willing to pay Cam Newton for like the veteran minimum and put him in your starting lineup. Like it's mm-hmm. just it just looks harder and harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last couple of other deals maybe that we'll get into. Jason Kelsey comes back with Eagles. $12 million deal total, uh, nine of it's guaranteed with a three-mil signing bonus just to restructure the cap room a little bit. Mentioned Alex Smith. Do you think that that Alex Smith move is huge, or do you think that it, Washington's just Washington? Washington's like, Washington. Yeah, ah, there you go. And yeah, I see Golden Tate on here. <laughs> Golden Tate's a plus that he's out. It's a plus? All right. G- g- he sucks. The floor is yours, Senator. Uh, no, I was just going to say, man, we already have two slot receivers. We don't need a third. He Another made some guy. key plays, though. Like, Dude. I'm playing devil's advocate. Like, he made some key plays, and he felt like the only guy Jones could go to down the field. Uh, maybe. I don't know. He just doesn't get any separation. I think Slayton, Slayton played hurt last year, and he was the number one. He had the best cornerback guarding him every time. Yeah. That wasn't the case in his rookie year. And you saw in his rookie year, he had, whatever, 850 yards and eight touchdowns. Felt like he had, like, 400 of those against, yeah, against the, the Eagles. Yeah, exactly. He's a great downfield threat, but he just wasn't playing the same last year. I think if you give him – Corey Davis next to him or you know if the Giants draft Bateman it's just another guy you know defenses attract to but when Slayton's the guy that they're keying in on he's not going to be that productive he's not good enough mm-hmm. you throw any number two to three wide receiver in that role and they're just not going to be that good so that's my problem but Tate doesn't get any separation he complains all the time remember he was complaining about Dan Jones not getting him the ball enough <sighs> and all this shit yeah. his wife's on Twitter talking like it if if you're if if anybody in your family is on Twitter complaining about your like your playing time or things, I don't want you on my team. That's just like <laughs> that's a general. That's the line. Anybody, that's the line. Your cousin, you know, your brother, your wife. Like, I, I just yeah, it's just annoying. No, that was a that was with uh, Matt Stafford and his yeah. wife was yeah, complaining. Um, Mahomes' wife is can't stand her. Like you know, you're, you're are you a big Jackson Mahomes on the TikTok fan? Jackson Mahomes, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, there's there's plenty of examples of it. I mean, like no, yeah, I the like the, the brothers and the dad, like Marvin Bagley's dad saying like you know my son's not getting enough play. De'Aaron Fox Marvin Bagley the, sucks. De'Aaron Fox had the best reaction to that. He was like, Jesus Christ, what what the fuck? Like, yeah. He actually tweeted out, Jesus Christ. Like I don't blame him at all. Uh, I I give the athletes the benefit of the doubt, just like they can't handle what they can't control what like their family members post. Mm-hmm. So I give them the benefit of the doubt in most situations. Well, Joe but Judge I I agree. Him, so didn't, yeah. didn't travel with the team. I don't I, I don't blame them. I don't yeah. Set the tone early because like if you let Golden Tate get away with that, and then it just opens the door for like rookies or like the rookies are saying like we can act like that. Oh all right. Yeah exactly. So like what the fuck's going on here? Um, but I agree. Uh, Golden Golden Tate, I think. I think this will be a negative in the short term, but it will be good in the long term. Similar, like what I think Adam Lefko said that about the uh, the Carson Wentz trade. Like this year, Carson Wentz is probably going to be much better. He can only go up, but in the in the long term, he he wouldn't have worked out here in Philly if we hold on to him. And I think that's the same with New York. I think he was a guy, Golden Tate's a guy. He's not a bad guy by any stretch of the imagination, but just wasn't a right fit with the team trying to rebuild and get younger, fresher blood in there and get more weapons offensively and I think complaining about uh complaining about not getting looks or targets or whatever that's just gonna not work with that culture and the Giants made the right move I do like Pittsburgh for Tate that's just one that is a good option and there was also Ben Roethlisberger restructured his contract we yeah. can talk about that yeah I just think that they need somebody who you know on third down will catch the ball reliably you know you saw yeah. Deontay yeah, Johnson yeah, yeah. And drop problems and 
who knows what's going on with Juju, and they've got um, Claypool there too. It's not like they have a pressing need for another wide receiver. Yeah. But if they add a veteran, like I don't think that many teams are going to want Golden Tate. The Giants tried to trade him at the deadline. Nobody wanted him. No. So I, I think you can get Tate on a very short, you know, contract, mm-hmm. and for a team that's still trying to win now, like Pittsburgh with a veteran quarterback, getting him a veteran wide receiver who he can trust on third down might be beneficial. So I think you know Pittsburgh's a team to watch with him. So Pittsburgh, great segue. Of course, all planned. Okay. Um, Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger is finally coming back uh, again for another year somehow, some way. Uh, I believe the contract is restructured for $14 million, uh, for this year. It's like a one-year contract at this point. Is, is, like, does, to me, this doesn't make much, like, doesn't make much sense. Like, just, just give Dwayne Haskins a shot. Screw it. Just give Dwayne Haskins a shot. Uh, I don't know about Like, that, at man. least he's younger and he could give you at least – like, just see what he has to offer. If I were them, I'd do everything I could to trade up for Zach Wilson, but there's not going to be a way to do no, it. No, there's – I think he's going to be – do you think he's going to be a Jet at number two? Zach Wilson, I think he's firmly – I think he's firmly supplanted himself as the number two pick. I don't think New York is going to be that team you think that – trade him? I think, I think either the Jets will trade that pick or they'll they'll draft Wilson and try and trade his draft right. Similar to what uh what happened with uh, – Oh shoot! I'm going back here. Eli? No, not e- well. Eli too, but like with uh, John Elway when John Elway was coming out of the draft, Indianapolis uh, drafted him. Even though he said he didn't want to play for Indianapolis, they drafted him, and then they later traded his rights to Denver. I think those are the two options because New York. I think Darnold Darnold hasn't gotten a fair shot to prove himself, and he's still very young for a quarterback. So how about a four-team trade? A four-team trade. Let's Jets, go. Jets, Steelers, 49ers, and Patriots. Or the Jets get a shit ton of picks for the number two pick. Okay. Wilson goes to the Niners. Darnold goes to the Steelers, and Garoppolo goes to the Patriots. I don't hate that. I, I mean, th- I, I'm not like obviously we're not no, like going uh, yeah, out yeah. and saying how the money's going to work. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. But just like the this the, the idea. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Jets get two firsts, and you know, a few a first this year, a, maybe three firsts. You know, if they yeah, yeah. Two pick and Darnold. Um, Jets get three firsts, and those teams have all the quarterback swaps. Yeah, I think on paper it makes sense. Right? On paper, it makes sense. The only thing is that that Wilson 49ers swap, that division, um, I think that's going to be the trickiest part. Oh, wait, are you think I was talking about Russell Wilson? Yeah. No, I was talking about Zach Wilson. Oh, stupid. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That makes sense. So I think that that's a very good trade. I think, honestly, like theoretically, if we could do that trade, it would honestly benefit all parties. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it would I think that would make a lot of sense. Wilson would add a dynamic to the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan. He's perfect. In that that's system. that's an insane that's a nightmare for defensive coordinators. Uh and I think that's a that would be a great trade if obviously the NFL could do like 14 trades. It feels like all the owners and GMs are too greedy to even yeah. think about something like that. But I think yeah, Zach Wilson's going to be the number 2 pick whether that's New York uh, Pittsburgh trades up Philly. somehow. Yeah, Philly <laughs> trades up. Uh, uh, Dude, if you got Zach Wilson, I'd be very upset because I think he's going to be, be a. I will smash my TV like, or why? my computer. He's going to be a 10 year. What are we going to get from another quarterback coming into this locker room? We've seen this before. We have seen this before. Like, I just. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. We have needs at virtually every other position besides quarterback and running back. Why would we trade in, why would we draft another quarterback? So you're that you're in on Hurts. I will be in on Hurts for this season. Okay. If he proves that he can be a great pocket passer and can do everything He's and bring be, be a leader, I will hold out hope because that's what this team does to me. I hold out hope and then they crush it. Exactly, except for 2017. But anyway, uh 
yeah, I think Wilson's going to be – he's a number two guy. It's just – he's absolute stud, and I think he's – I was reading an article on The Athletic about him, and I'm a huge athletic guy now. Um, and I, he's just a great down-to-earth guy, uh, but he wants to work hard. He will challenge his teammates, especially coming in as a rookie. He's going to – he's a great leader, so – I think he's gonna. I think all all, he's just one. He's just one. I, the ideal prototype uh, prospect that teams like drool over, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Oh, I do want to clarify too. In that trade, I think the Jets would then end up if they're trading the number two pick and Donald. I think they'd end up with somebody else at quarterback. Obviously. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I think so, if, I mean, if that like te- if that Fields, you know, if Trey that Lance. if that trade works out, I wouldn't even say like Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Assuming they get like, let's say they get like two first rounders, a second, and then. Two first rounders and two seconds and whatever else. I think they they could easily flip those picks and get that to Houston for Watson. Watson. Yeah, I or, was thinking that too. I didn't want to say it, but no, yeah, but that's I don't know if he's no, but that's traded, like but. that's like a perfect package. And then you throw in, you you go all in if you're the Jets. If you assuming you could get those packages in this hypothetical situation, you get those picks combined with whatever draft capital you still have, and then you throw in. I don't know, like a Jamison Crowder, because you're not going to have, if you don't trade Darnold in that trade, then you throw in Darnold and whoever else you want to throw in. Just go all in. Or and Denzel Mims. You know, Denzel you... Mims, like a quality playmaker. That's a very appealing package if I'm Houston, because at least you get the draft capital, take a shot on Crowder or Sim or Zims, and just see how they work and then see where, where you land in the draft. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really, really intriguing option for Houston. Um, Hunter Henry, he will be released. Does he add much? Just a, uh, maybe for a win now team like a Buffalo. Yeah, could use a tight end. Dawson Knox and Hunter. Dawson Henry. Knox made me four hundred dollars in the playoffs. So I'm actually, <laughs> I can't talk badly about Dawson Knox. That's my guy. But uh, Buffalo fans seem to want a running back and a tight end. They think they're gonna win the Super Bowl. If they get those things next year. They could if they had if they had another tight end and. Like, they get, like, a Leonard Fournette or a power running back. I think if they get a power running back, they're right this year. Aaron Jones and Hunter Henry. It's not going to happen, but that would be insane. Yeah. That would be insane. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think we covered everything. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, be sure to check What's out up, our guys, social Matt media platform. Thank you all Follow for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. I don't give a shit. Cannot do this without you. Make sure uh, you follow us on your social media platforms, whatever podcast services you use to listen to the show. Uh, Once again, cannot thank you guys enough and catch you on the next episode. Thanks.